You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Matt uh, Nick Shook on NFL.com uh, came up with I uh, looked at the next gen stats mm-hmm. and came up with the top 10 quarterbacks under pressure in 2020. I saw this list and I thought it was really informative and a little surprising, you know, in a positive way for some too. So let's just buzz through it. Okay. So number 10 last year was Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. His passer rating when under pressure was 86.9. His completion percentage was 55.9. Uh, and then they have CPO, CPOE. I'm not sure I understand what CPOE is. Uh, that is the... Uh, I'm sitting here racking my brain what I would call that. But uh, real quick on Herbert, maybe you can dig that up. I'm looking here and I'm not... A rarity for rookies. Herbert did really well under pressure, but his clean pocket numbers were just okay. You know, so... He did the hard stuff, you know, which is rare for rookies. Um, he is a very cool, calm demeanor. And even though that he performed really well under pressure, the Chargers still went out and added three big-time linemen. You know, so he's in good shape. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing here what CPOE means. CPOE. I don't know. Completion percentage that's over over expectations. Yes, there has to go. be. Has to be. There you go. Okay, we figured it out. So most people under those circumstances complete X percentage. Fifty five point nine percent doesn't sound like that high of a complete. It isn't that high of a complete. bearing down on but you. Yeah, when you right, got right. somebody in your face, that's a little different. Right, right. Number nine was Derek Carr. His passer rating was seventy seven point two. His completion percentage was fifty three point five. That was plus two point three percent over expectation he's the one that is extremely interesting to me because that's never been his his never been his bag at all i mean even if fresno state i think he's a first round pick instead of a second round pick if he hangs in the pocket and deals with pressure better um and all through his career that's why the raiders put so much money into offensive linemen I'm not sure why they blew the line up this offseason, but that's a totally different maybe story. Maybe because they feel like, oh, maybe he's, he's, he's maybe yeah. Maybe because he's. last year his passer rating under pressure was 103.7. Really good. Yeah. He had Which was actually year. higher than his normal. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising. He had a great year. I really think he's come into his own. In typical Gruden fashion, they don't seem 100% sold on the guy. He, to me, Steeler fans hate hearing this. He might be a really good candidate to. He had, you know, the Raiders are six and eleven next year. They have the eighth pick in the draft. They want a quarterback. We'll give you a second rounder for Carr. You know, like he's somewhere between the tenth and thirteenth best quarterback in the league, in yeah. my opinion. No, Especially he's getting better with his weaknesses. And maybe even eight and thirteen. Yeah, right. Eight absolutely. And 15. You know, expand Without that range a little bit. Yep. But yeah. And he's kind of in his prime and he's getting better at his weaknesses. Number eight, Josh Allen. Yeah. Passer rating of 79.6, 
completion percentage of 53.2%. That's 4.4% over expectation. You see those percentages, those, those passer ratings, 79.6. If your quarterback had a 79.6 over the course of the season, you're like, oh, he had a bad year. Right. But this if he's is doing why pressure is so important. Absolutely. I mean, that's why the Steelers defense is hard to play against because the opponent is completing a much lower percentage of the passes because they're under pressure all the time and the bar is much lower. Unlike Carr, for sure, I'm sure a lot of Allens came later in the down, maybe in a Ben-like fashion in yeah. his younger days, shrug a guy off, roll out, you know, extend the play. Yeah. That's promising for him, too. Number seven. Here's one you definitely wouldn't think of. Matt Ryan. Yeah. 82.3% passer rating, a 56.1 completion percentage, that's plus 4.5. What's interesting is if you read that, he's always at the top of that list. Like, that's one thing he's always done well. Because he's always under pressure. He's under pressure a lot. <laughs> doesn't get out of the way particularly well. Their yeah. lines haven't been great. But he does it really, really well. And I think his toughness is really underrated yeah. over his career. And a lot of that's knowing where to go with the football. Without question. When, they get, when they're coming. Mm-hmm. Without yeah. question. Uh, number six, Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean, small sample size. He didn't throw yeah. a whole lot of passes. and But he completed 59.7% under pressure. Yeah. I, I mentioned in a previous show I was kind of digging into average depth of targets and whatnot this this past couple of days. Dalton's was really low. Yeah. which for the, He was just getting rid of the football. Yeah. With the weapons Dallas has, that's unacceptable, too. Yeah. You know. Number five, Ben Roethlisberger. How about that? The Passer old guy can still stand back there, right? A completion percentage of fifty-seven point seven percent. He was plus four point nine. Yeah, I mean, what, he was fifth or sixth in the league under pressure. Yeah, and p- people are probably like, he was never under pressure. Always got the ball out. He still was. I mean, he qualifies for this. I mean, they, they allowed pressure. I mean, he handles it very well. He's still very tough. He knows where things are coming from. Uh, I was a little shocked he was on this list this past year, to be honest with you, but it's a feather in his cap. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, just took just 13 sacks last year. Yeah. Uh, sacks is a quarterback stat at least as much as the block. Yeah. Without at least question. half of those are, are, on, are on the quarterback yeah. in yeah. many cases, and sometimes more. And I think – In the case of, like, Deshaun Watson running around back there and, yeah. you know, you, you run to, yourself out of some sacks, but you run yourself into some as well. I'd have to reread it, but I also think he had very – this will shock people – very few negative plays when under pressure. Because yeah. a lot of people – I mean, you throw more picks when you're under pressure. And I know Ben threw some picks last year, but it wasn't necessarily because people were bearing down. I mean, he did really well in those crucial situations. Well, here's Roethlisberger attempted 111 passes under pressure, which is the fifth highest total that's, that's a lot. on the list. Yeah, right. I mean, I know they throw a lot, but – you're still under pressure on yeah. three-step drops, and not everything's a three-step drop. He only had one interception That's pretty impressive. on, on right. those 111 pass attempts when he was under pressure. Wow. So yeah. he can still get that done. So people, when people were concerned about the offensive line this year, right? like, oh, they're not going to block as well. Well, he's overcome that his whole career. Yeah, you know, right. Uh, now, maybe he doesn't escape like he used to. It's a different style. But... 39-year-old Ben knows where to, ball, where to go with the football more mm-hmm. so than 26-year-old Ben did. And I firmly believe that Najee, Ebron, Fryermuth, those four receivers we just talked about, if two of them have single coverage against blitz and pressure, you're going to like your results. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. That's Passer always. rating of 92.6 under pressure. Uh, completion percentage is only 47.2%. It's really low. It's really low. Uh, but that was 30, plus 3.8% over the norm because he just goes down the field. He just goes down the field with it, right. Yeah. And he uh, 
he always is in that neighborhood. He handles thirteen point really one well. air yards per attempt when he was under pressure. Wow, the second most in the league. That's really yeah. high in the league. Wow, that's a big, big number. Wow, it says a lot about him though. Uh, number three, you wouldn't expect this one was Lamar Jackson. I know. I, I think that says a lot about him. Uh, Ninety-one point six uh, passer rating, a fifty-five point six completion percentage. Um, I, I just wonder. Uh, his he led the league with ten point five yards per attempt when under pressure in the second half or overtime of games. Okay. He was more willing to kind of run around instead of just running, look to throw the football down the field. I bet a high percentage of them, by Raven standards, they were tied or losing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because they've had such success with the leads. I bet you know those were not desperation times, but and playing a little out of their comfort zone. All that being said. It worries me from a Steelers perspective that if he gets average wide receiver play, people might realize he's a pretty good passer in, in, in the, the foundational things. I mean, a big thing about Lamar, I would say, is I certainly think there's some prejudice there with the style of quarterback he is that, oh, he can't be accurate. But when he misses, he misses really he misses bad. bad. <laughs> you know, so you it's kind of the Josh those. Allen thing. When, right. you know, two years ago when Josh Allen missed, like that is ugly. He would miss ugly. Trubisky's yeah. the same way. Oh, These right, guys because right, right. they don't get their feet set. They don't get their feet set and sails one or you know, bounces one. But it still counts the same in the end as an incomplete pass. Unless you throw it high over the middle. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, and this one doesn't surprise me, Russell Wilson. No, and he's dealt with pressure his whole life. Yeah, and again, the completion really well. percentage is not great. Forty seven point five. But he chucks it. But he goes down the field. Right. Yeah. Extends the plays and Kind of like Ben late in his career. A.B. throws his hand up, going to run in late, you know, yeah. after the, the, Take a the play. Right. Take a yeah. shot. Take a shot. Number one, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. 98.6% passer rating when under pressure. That was the highest in the league. Yeah. 62.1% completion percentage, which was the highest in the league when under pressure. He had a really good year. I'm hesitant to say that. I don't trust him. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I know he's been around the block to eight times. Maybe he's figured it out. Or maybe I only think he threw like four hundred passes last year. And there's part of that could be part of it too. You hit a couple of good big yeah. ones and maybe you just put it all together in one year and it's you know, somewhat of an aberration. They threw a lot class. to the backs last year too. They did. And Gasecki, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, without question. He had a really good year for Miami. I think that'll go down as the best year of his career, probably. Yeah, and it wasn't that great. Yeah. It still was just <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, right. Uh, moving on, uh, Mike Clay ranked the offseason's top 25 biggest position upgrades. Now, mm-hmm. this isn't including rookies in the group. Oh, okay. This is just veteran players moving to a new team. Swapping out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's run these down. Before um, you do, I mean, I think okay. it's safe to say there's no Steelers. There are no Steelers. There's no Steelers because yeah. running back would be on the list, but if we're not including uh, rookies. But I think there's a chance the O-line is an upgrade. There's a chance. You know, there's a chance. We'll see. When we, yeah. If we look back at this after 17 games and say what spots were upgraded from a year ago, I think O-line is a chance to be on that list. Number 25, the Arizona Cardinals, Rodney Hudson replaces Mason Cole. That's big. That's it. That should be higher. That should be really high. Yeah, I know he's up in age, but that's he's he's replacing really Mason. He's replacing Mason Cole. <laughs> right. I mean, Mason Cole wouldn't too. start right now for the Steelers. No, no. I still think Hudson's a top five or six center too. Uh, number twenty-four, the Cleveland Browns. Troy Hill replaces Terrence Mitchell. Yeah, I mean that should be in that neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an upgrade. Number twenty-three. 
The Las Vegas Raiders, Casey Hayward and Razul Douglas replaced Nevin Lawson and LaMarcus Joyner. I can't get real behind that one. I'm not. I mean, yeah. It's a real low bar to go up from. But Casey Hayward wasn't super last year. And no. Russell Douglas, Douglas is. He's been. He struggled for much of his career. Yeah. I wouldn't put a lot of faith in the new guys there. Yeah. That's just shuffling chairs. You're right. Back of the I think so candy. too. Yeah. Number twenty-two. I don't know about this one either. Minnesota Vikings. Patrick Peterson and Mackenzie Alexander replaced Jeff Gladney and Mike Hughes. Yeah. Gladney wasn't terrible. Peterson was awful last Peterson year. Peterson was bad. They have a lot of young corners. I don't know that that's a massive upgrade. I mean, you'd hope they'll be healthier. They had a lot of injuries yeah. on that side of the ball. Uh, number 21, Carl Lawson for the Jets replaces Terrell Basham. That's a big one. Because like, Basham now yeah. is in the mix. He's still a young guy. Yeah. You know, It's not like he's gone. Yeah, I mean, Lawson's what they needed. I don't agree with this one either. Number 20. Cleveland Browns, Jadavian Clowney replaces Olivier Vernon. That might be a watch. Did Mike watch right. the second half of last season when Olivier Vernon was the Browns' best defensive player? Yeah, I say Vernon was good. He's consistent. Clowney's not consistent. Here's the thing. like He has a stat line for these guys that their computer mo- modules uh, spit out. So Vernon in 2020 had 36 tackles and nine sacks. Okay. His production for Clowney is 42 tackles and 6.4 sacks. That's his projection. So how is that an upgrade? Yeah. It's I not. Mean, it's name value. Yeah. It's a typical clowning conversation we always have. First overall pick. Looks like the Predator. Has some great plays here and there. But what about the down plays? Yeah. I'm no. a little shocked Vernon's not signed somewhere. I know there's an injury. but Yeah. yeah it was I, an Achilles injury in, yeah, late in, in, the, year, yeah, late in yeah. the year. That's that's a big one. Yeah. Number 19, uh, Washington football team. Ryan Fitzpatrick replaces Alex Smith. I 100% agree. You know, we just talked about Fitzpatrick, but I thought they were the worst quarterback team in the league last year. Yeah. And that includes Haskins. Uh, number 18, Philadelphia. Safety Anthony Harris replaces Jalen Mills. They were really bad at safety last year. Yeah. I mean, Mills is really a corner. He's a corner. Yeah. Number 17, the Ravens. Kevin Zeitler replaces Ben Powers. I think that's pretty clear. They were searching. Once again, though, I look at the stat line here. Okay. How do they do offensive line set? Uh, they're using, uh, I believe, f- are they using PFF grades? Maybe. So Powers' PFF grades were 95% uh, PBWR, I'm assuming, assuming. Pass block win rate? Yeah. Okay. So 95%. And a 73% run block win rate. Doesn't grade sound so bad. For a 59 PFF grade. Okay. Which. I'm not sure why that adds up. Yeah, I don't know. Good question, PFF because his stat right. line for Zeitler is a 90% pass win rate, a 70% run win rate, which are both lower, but a, 60, right. but a 66 PFF grade. This is why, folks, <laughs> I don't know why the PFF grades are ridiculous. Especially for Lyman. For yeah, Lyman. What were they asked yeah. to do, too? Yeah. I mean, Zeitler's the better player. Like, as soon as you said that, I was like, I'd rather have Zeitler. They really missed Yonda. Zeitler's a quality guard. I still think it's an upgrade, but that's not the best proof of it I've that's ever heard. No proof of <laughs> right, it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, the New England Patriots. Kyle Van Noy, Matt Judon, Henry Anderson, and Davin Godshaw replace John Simon, Shalik Calhoun, Adam Butler, and Byron Cowart. Well, that's definitely an upgrade. Definitely an upgrade. I don't right. know how. I mean, because that... That's that group, group, the first group combined, or the, the group they're replacing combined for 132 tackles and seven sacks last season. That's a whole D-line. That's the whole D-line. <laughs> right, wow. 
the projection is 186 tackles and 15.6 sacks. Okay. I mean, I don't know. If Which it's still be a isn't great. Right, right. But there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can still have the, the Uche. It's kind of like saying that, you know, if we, were, if we were to include Najee Harrison here and say he's an upgrade for the Steelers' running game because the other guys were terrible. They're so bad. There's yeah. some, certainly some examples of that here. Those Raider corners and, you know, some of those spots. Yeah. They're just um, new guys, so they're, so they're better. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not – they aren't you. I know you're terrible. I'm going to go door number two. Uh, 15, Miami Dolphins. Bernardrick McKinney replaces Landon Roberts. Okay. That was an under-the-radar trade with the Texans, McKinney, for the other Lawson. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know that that would have made my list, but fine. <laughs> Uh, number 14, Washington football team. Curtis Samuel replaces Cam Sims. Sims wasn't bad. No. He's a nice find. But they now have a true number two receiver. Yeah. And if you include Thomas, a, a, a number, you know, three legit pass catchers. And then they drafted, you know, Denami Brown, Brown, too. So they got weapons there. Number 13, New York Giants. Adoree Jackson replaces Isaac Yadam. Yadam's really bad. But... They paid a lot for Jenkins or for Jackson, Jackson, yeah, and he's been extremely up and down. I mean, the Titans cut him, right? I mean, they didn't trade him. He was on his rookie deal. They cut him. Yeah, they didn't pick up his option. They didn't they pick up his, his option and said, "We'd rather play against you than with." You. <laughs> he's talented, but he's really up and down. We kind of said that when they drafted him, though. Like, right? You know, inconsistent, a little bit smaller. Yeah. Uh, number twelve. Will Fuller replaces Preston Williams. That's to me is kind of a wait and see, because what what Will Fuller are you getting? Right, he's already spent. Are for you first getting game. five games of Will Fuller like mm-hmm. the the Texans got on a pretty regular basis, or or are you getting the healthy version you saw last year that got suspended for PEDs? Maybe that helped him stay him <laughs> healthy. You know, just saying. Could no, be. I say that? And Preston Williams missed a lot of time last year. He did. Yeah. I like Williams though. I think he's a quality player. Yeah. Um, Fuller next to Waddle is going to be interesting though. If, speed, to, if, if both, Tua will throw if he'll, the deep ball. If he'll go deep, right. Yeah. Denver Broncos. Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby replace Michael Ojemuda, Mudia mm-hmm. and A.J. Bouye. That's awesome. Oh, by the way, Patrick Sertain's in that mix, too. I yeah. mean, like, they have four corners now. Yeah. That Sertain pick's odd, but um, they were good there before they took the second corner off the board. Number 10. Which is, this is really weird because these are back-to-back and it involves the same guy. No. William Jackson, this is for Washington, William Jackson replaces Ronald Darby, who is an upgrade for the Broncos. Right. But Washington is upgrading from... So Jackson's an upgrade over the upgrade. Yeah. I don't disagree with it because Darby's <laughs> not the only one on that list yeah. for Denver. You right. know, some other guys have some weight there. I think Jackson's a really good player. Yeah. And almost... You add him and Jamin Davis to that Redskin or Washington defense, you got something there. That's why, you know, there have been a couple of people who said, you know, that the, the Bengals are a team to watch, might finish ahead of the Steelers this year. They lost some good guys. William Jackson might have been their best defensive player. And we already mentioned Lawson. Yeah. Who left Who might have been – You could. those are one and two. Right. And Bates is the other one who's yeah. fine. But where's the star power? I think you got worse at two spots, and yeah. it cost you money to do it. Yeah. I don't love their defense at all. Uh, number nine, Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Tomlinson replaces Shamar Steven. And, oh, by the way, Pierce, the big dude from is the— back. Is back. Yeah. I don't know how much he equated the, the COVID dude. So, 
they got a lot of beef in the middle, which they've always had since the Williams walls. You know, that's just how they're structured up there. Fits. It fits. Las Vegas Raiders. Yannick Ngakwe replaces Arden Key. It's better. I mean, I don't know if Ngakwe is worth the uh, $16 million or whatever he signed for. It's a lot of money. But he doesn't have to well, do much to be better. Key had 15 tackles and no sacks last year. <laughs> right, right, right. If he's the key, the door's not getting unlocked. <laughs> no, that door's shut. Yeah. So Ngakwe matches with Max Crosby and gives them what you would hope at least is average edge pass rush, which they have not had. Number seven for the Giants, Kenny Galladay replaces Golden Tate. Very different style receivers, but on the depth chart, yeah, he replaces yeah. Golden Tate. I mean, Tate. Tate's your slot receiver. Galladay's... Not going to line up the slot at all. No. Um, and then they use first-round pick, also a wide receiver. So, I mean, they on really... A guy who will line up in the will slot. line up at the slot. Um, and no one's picking up Tate. I mean, his days are over. So, okay. Yeah. I think Galladay's a little overrated. I think he's great, but is he a... 18 million type of guy. Hmm. Mm, I don't yeah. know about that. I don't know about that either. Kansas City Chiefs. Orlando Brown and Joe Thune replace Eric Fisher and Nick Allegretti. You just have to say the whole line. Yeah. I mean, that's not the only moves they made. That line is going to be totally different. Maybe four new starters when you factor in Creed Humphrey and uh, Tardif, who came back from uh, med- you know the, the COVID opt-out. They have two new tackles that they you know, cut their top guys. I think their O line might be the most improved unit in the whole league. Yeah, no, I agree. And we know it. It was. I mean, we saw it on its worst day in the Super Bowl too. I mean, that those were all that backups. Was definitely its worst day. <laughs> and people remember that. That's not what they were trotting out in Week One. Number five, the Patriots. Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry replace Ryan Izzo, Devin Asiasi, and Dalton Keene. It's hard to argue with that. Again, this is the same thing with their defensive line. Right. You guys just aren't them. Now, right. these guys are better players. Keene and Asiasi were like third and fourth round picks last year. Right. Yeah. Rookie tight ends don't do anything. Terrible offense. Yeah. They, they have two legit dudes now. But they also paid out the nose to get oh, them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean you, if you, you factor in the cost, that's not that's, a good value. That's not a good value. Right. Um,. Number four, the Chargers. Corey Lindsley replaces Dan Feeney. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah, I mean, he might be the best center in the league. you got to factor in Mike Pouncey, I guess, a little bit too because he was on the team but hurt. Yeah. Um, they had a center plan. Pouncey couldn't stay healthy. retires with his brother, of course. But then, oh, by the way, you pick a filer who's either going to be a right tackle or a guard for you. And Slater in the first round. I mean, the O-line in general, I would include draft. If I was to redo this, I would include draft picks. I know you're not knowing what you're going to get, but pretty clear the Chargers line is better than last year on paper. This is, once again, where I don't understand the PFF grades. Okay. Feeney's grades were 88% as a run blocker, 63, I'm sorry, 88% as a pass blocker, 63% as a run blocker, which worked out to a 44, or 48 PFF grade. Which is really low. Lindsley's stat line was 96% as a pass blocker, 77% as a run blocker, and somehow that works out to a 90. I say he was number one, I think, in their center round. Wouldn't you think that that number would balance somewhere in between? In it the wouldn't middle? be dry. It wouldn't be best and worst in the league. Yeah, just off those two numbers. No, that's in, I don't understand I, I, that either. Yeah. I'm not sure what else factors in besides run blocking and pass blocking. There's not a lot else. Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, John Johnson. This is for the Browns. John Johnson replaces Anderson Sandejo. Well, we talked a lot about during the season that their middle of the field defense was really bad. Yeah. Their safety, and some of those injuries, Delpit and those guys, safeties and linebackers were very exposed last year. Yeah. 
So now they got <laughs> legit dudes. I mean, Sandejo is bad. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. But the people projecting the Browns' defense are projecting that guys like Delpit are actually going to be good players. Delpit wasn't a good player his last year at LSU. No, right. He, that, that was his projection off of what he had done his junior year, not his point. senior year. Missed a lot of tackles. Um, yeah, going into his final season at LSU, he was like on all the way too early draft list, top ten, yeah. easily the best safety. He fell to the second, second round because he had a bad a, year, a miserable year. Yeah. So it's three years since he's been good. Right. Good point. Uh, number two, the Rams. Matthew Stafford replaces Jared Goff. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned earlier I was fiddling with average depth of targets and things like that. Goff's was really low. Yeah. And Stafford's was at least above average. Yeah, That had to make McVay bonkers. And the number one offseason upgrade of the year, according to Mike Clay. I'm sitting here thinking, I should know this off the top of my head, and I'm not sure. J.J. Watt replaces Zach Allen for the Cardinals. Hmm. I don't know if I'd put that at number one. I don't know if it'd be number one. be fun to watch. Chandler Jones returns, who's awesome, and I assume he'll still be awesome. Um, okay. I mean, J.J.'s still really good. Yeah. He he ain't J.J. That from five years ago. No, But he, if they use not. him properly and uh, limit his snaps a little bit, kick him inside at times, that's great. Yeah. Tr- the Cardinals are interesting to me because they, they added some dudes, but they're all old. Yeah. I mean, it screams of a coach. Win ma- now yeah. Mode, yeah. Tough division that's coaches in the hot seat all of a sudden. We need to get a spark out of A.J. Green and Hudson and, you know, J.J. and these guys, which isn't necessarily a bad strategy, but I like the team better in 2015 than I do now. Here are some ones that, d- that didn't make the cut but are in the honorable mention. Jacksonville, Shaquille Griffin replaces Sidney Jones. Okay. And they drafted a corner. Yeah. The Jets, Corey Davis replaces Brashad Perryman. That's a pretty clear upgrade. Yeah. I like Perryman a little bit, but that's a pretty clear upgrade. Carolina, Hassan Reddick replaces Stephen Weatherly. All right. Reddick exactly. had about six games yeah. in his career. Uh, Cincinnati, Riley Reef replaces Bobby Hart. You would think that goes from terrible to average yeah. is what they're shooting for there, which is what they're shooting for with their line across the board. Seattle, Gabe Jackson replaces Jordan Simmons. Yeah, I mean, that was... Yeah. Another one of the cases of just the really their interior was really bad and their center situation is not great right now either. San Francisco, Alex Mack replaces Daniel Brunskill at center. I'm not sure that is. Mack might be shot. He's a really good fit there, and Shanahan knows him from their Atlanta days, and certainly those veteran centers bring a lot to the table. But he might be done. Washington, Charles Leno replaces Cornelius Lucas at offensive tackle. Yeah, I mean Lucas is the was the one problem area, and then they drafted Cosme, find Leno after that, and released Moses. But yeah. it'd be nice to keep all of them. Carolina Denzel Perryman replaces Tahir Whitehead. Okay, I've always know, been a Perryman guy, but I don't he's, know that I'm a Perryman guy now. He's Vince. Williams. Five years ago, I was. Yeah, he's Vince Williams. Yeah. I mean, he's you'd love to have him. He's a leader. He's tough. He's physical, but. He'd have been better 20 years ago. Patriots. Nelson Aguilar replaces Damian Bird, or Demir Bird, I'm sorry. It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. <laughs> I would have looked at call to, it that, yeah. I would have aimed a little higher for the receivers, especially what they paid for receivers. Yeah. And Galladay aside, receivers did not get paid well on the open market, and New England overpaid one on day one. Yeah, early. Early, right. Detroit. 
Michael Brockers replaces Danny Shelton at defensive tackle. They got Brockers for free because the Rams are a little cash-strapped yeah. and had a little connection there. And then they drafted two defensive tackles in the second and third round. Kansas City. Jerron Reed replaces Tershawn Wharton. That's an underrated pickup. I like Reed a lot. Yeah. He had a good, strong career for Seattle. Seems to be getting better. He's a nice pickup. I mean, you, you team him with Nomdi, who's the nose tackle type, and Chris Jones, and he's sort of in the middle of those two. Um, I think Reed's a guy. He was a guy I kind of looked after the Steelers before Alulu signed yeah. as he could be their version of their new version of a nose. You know, yeah, that brings more to the table than that. Yeah, I said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah we talked about him. Houston uh, slot cornerback Desmond King replaces Eric Murray. That's I think that's another case of Murray just not being so stinks. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, Marvin Jones replaces Keelan Cole. I didn't think Cole was a – I think he's a replacement-level player. Yeah. And Jones is perennially underrated. Las Vegas, Kenyon Drake replaces Jalen Richard. Okay, but at $6 million a year yeah, for what, back of running back? Yeah, what's the price, yeah. Right. And the final one is Carolina, Daquan Jones replaces Bravian Roy. I like Jones, too. He's another one that kind of fit that mold for me. Of, yeah. Could have been a Steelers nose of today. Good player. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. None of the Steelers players who left mentioned on that no. list. No. I mean, maybe if Nelson signs with Arizona, he'd be in that conversation. Some of that was really bad at corner, I was thinking. But no. I mean, they didn't mention Filer, even though they mentioned Lindsay. You know? Right. You know, Bud Dupree was not mentioned. Bud Dupree was not mentioned. Right. Yeah. And there could have been. I mean, their passwords probably were pretty should bad. have been. Probably yeah. should have been. Yeah. Yeah. But you would think so ones? if you're going to give someone $17 million or whatever he's getting. You would yeah. hope. Yeah. You would think it's an upgrade. Right. Yeah, but uh, that's going to do it uh, for this segment. Nice. Uh, so for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. Uh, we thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Everybody have a nice, safe, happy weekend. We'll talk to you next Monday here on Steelers Nation Radio.